0: Welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. Tonight we're going to talk about Monday Night Raw for July 17th, 2017. With me as always is Raj Geary. Sitting in tonight is Chris Calicut. Matt Morgan is off in Nashville with uh, Kurt Angle to be there with him during this (laughs) life-changing night for him and his family. And, uh, you know, Matt, send Kurt our very best. We're sure this is a very, very emotional time for you and the entire Angle clan, given that tonight it was revealed Jason Jordan is Kurt Angle's... uh, out-of-wedlock child that uh, apparently parted so far from him into an adopted family, back to collegiate sports, and found his way to the WWE, where, lo and behold, his biological father is the general manager of Monday Night Raw.
1: And real quick about Matt, he's, he's not – we don't want to get any rumors <laughs> started. He's not, in, uh, he's not in Nashville. He's in <laughs> Toronto. So he, he's, he's not on tonight, but he will be here this Sunday.
0: Keeping they, a kayfabe, keep it kayfabe, man. In kayfabe, Matt is with Kurt. Yeah. big
2: shoes to fill quite literally in yeah. my sense apparently yeah
0: yeah so uh yeah jason jordan that was the big reveal tonight kurt seemed in pretty good spirits for something that was built as oh this could destroy my career they could take away my olympic gold medals this is so scandalous just came out nervous but then proud as can be uh what did you think raj about how this paid off months of build-up
1: i did, you know it i think it could have been a lot worse I think, it, you know, as Hornswoggle reveals have shown us in the past, uh, they could always be a lot worse, or Kevin Nash texting himself. Uh, there have been a lot of bad reveals. So as far as this, it pushes a young talent. It, uh, you know, it, it makes sense for the most part. I mean, it could have ruined his job, having, you know, an illegitimate child that's on the roster. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's it's hokey, but at least it it gets a young talent over. Um Obviously, I think anything they would have done would have been disappointing. Dixie Carter makes no sense. Um, And I think, unless it was Stephanie McMahon, and they're not going to do that. But if it was Stephanie McMahon, that would have been huge, and that would have gotten over like crazy. But they don't want to do that. They didn't pull the trigger on it before when they did the whole Stephanie-Kurt-Triple-H-Love you know, triangle, and they could have had Stephanie leave for Kurt. But instead you know, Stephanie rack, Kurt, triple H beat him And that kind of kill that, that storyline. So as far as, uh, reveals go, this wasn't one of the worst. It and It is in, in a lot of ways, one of the better ones, uh, recently. Chris, were you satisfied? All right. Here's the thing for me.
2: Did it get a huge initial pop? No, because, uh, you know, it kind of came out of left field. Not really because we saw the Chad Gable singles run and they haven't been using Jordan for a while, but you know, it gives Jordan, a big singles chance. Um, it gives him a sense of character development. Um, so I'm here more for the longer story, um, than just the initial pop of the reveal. So I think this actually is going to work out better in the long run than say it would have been like if it was a Dixie Carter or something of that nature. Um, but let me ask you this guys, did you think this was the plan all along for the reveal or did they just come up with this out of their behinds a couple of weeks ago?
1: I think because the timing, like when they started moving Chad Gable to singles and and when the storyline started, um, I could almost see it being uh, something they've had planned for a little bit because it's clear that American Alpha was, you know, not long as a tag team Mm -hmm. uh, with, you know, Chad Gable working as a single so. Um, you know, where this leaves Chad Gable, I don't know. He's kind of, I kind of see them using him as a Sami Zayn, where he's, yep. you know, kind of used to put the top guys over, but we'll get pick up wins <laughs> here and there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, the record of NXT tag teams on the main roster hasn't been, hasn't been sterling so far.
2: Yeah, I'll, gonna- uh, I, pop, I pop myself with my own tweet this, this evening for that one, the little searching bar. But, um... yeah, I saw
1: that. <laughs> that was pretty good.
0: Um, So hear me out on this. The thing about the controversy, how is it controversial if Jason Jordan made it to NXT on his own? Was the NFCW into NXT, you know, got six years now he's been in the WWE in some capacity. Was on a separate brand from the one Kurt Angle was the general manager of. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just don't see the controversy angle in, in it coming out. You know, <laughs> I mean, I think uh, that's the part for me where it was kind of like... Eh. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they sold it from all
2: angles. Like y'all said earlier, you know, this could ruin me. And that's the reason I asked, did they really know exactly what they wanted to do when they first started the little murmurings with Graves and and Angle? Um, Or did they just come up with this in like the last two to three weeks? Because they kind of toned it down a little bit um, toward the end and made it seem a little bit more confident and joyous, especially last week. Uh, So, you know, I, as far as reveals go, I think it was I think it was solid. I'm I'm here for the long haul. Hope it does well, especially for Jason, because I've followed him since his early FCW days and he's a fantastic talent.
0: I love Jason Jordan, but his singles run was nothing to write home about. Um in Mate, he was he
1: was really green then too. That's true. Mm-hmm. I mean he now, you know
0: did you did you go
2: did you guys um watch Breaking Ground at all when it came oh, out? Yeah, I thought I thought fantastic. Jason Jordan was really good in that
0: program. Absolutely i think what made him come alive though for me i don't know about you guys but it was his interplay with gable with gable Mm -hmm. being the the goofy one and jordan getting to react to that i think that's part of why american alpha has so much chemistry so jordan on his own we will see what they do with it you know yep exactly it could be something good i mean good on him that he's getting this push
1: yeah Um, he wasn't as convincing tonight as kurt angle i thought did a great job i mean his crying and everything it was like wow i mean it you know, he came across as, like it was a legitimate thing. Somebody already updated uh, Kurt Angle and Jason Jordan's Wikipedia pages to <laughs> change their personal history. But uh,
0: it's almost as if these people that are, it's, it's almost as if these people that are acting are not, you know, they're in the WWE primarily because of their acting talent. Huh? You know?
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> Kurt Angle's been in some movies.
0: That's true. Can you name any off the top of your head movies that Kurt Angle's been in?
1: Yeah, wasn't he in Sharknado, like the <laughs> one of them.
0: Oh, okay. boy. There we go. There we go. He's no The Miz. That's all I'm saying. He's no, you know, When yeah. it comes to...
1: No WWE Studios movies yet.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no big Which time. Which is surprising. God. I rewatched the, the original Marine over the weekend.
1: What?
2: Sorry. Where... Like where do you find the time or the or the strategy to do this?
0: We got three adopted three adult cats 2 weeks ago, so we're spending the weekends at home while they get acclimated. We watched uh. a ton of movies over the weekend just night Yeah,
1: night but there's like a can't. lot of movies out there. Like to watch <laughs> The Marine twice.
0: My wife had never seen it. Oh my gosh. And she so liked Rod, the Marines like, three, 3 4 five.
2: Rod's just got a puppy. Yeah. yeah Land just did. got three cats three cats and i've already got three cats so we're just all crazy cat people absolutely absolutely
0: the original marine now if the original marine came out right now it would be like a mcgruber-esque salute to the absurdness of late 80s action films like now it plays like a parody and it's delightful i'll just Mm -hmm. say that about the original marine i mean john cena been exploding buildings multiple times throughout the film it was enjoyable all right
1: we spent too much time on the marine
0: Yes, uh, WWE yeah. Studios. Throw, yes,
1: that's going to be a separate podcast for Glenn. Yeah, Of
0: the uh, <laughs> yeah, like, no guys, really, there's something there on every WWE Studios release. Um, So tonight, in addition to this reveal, not to bury the lead, but are the Shield reuniting? Or in some way, shape, or form, is this going to be like, you know, uh, Guns N' Roses, where, hey, we got most of the band back together, uh, Dean and Rollins in the opening segment, Raj, where do you think that this is going? And was it was it emotional for you seeing Seth sort of apologizing for the break of the, of the Shield and Dean's baggage? You know, it was very soap, soapy. Yeah, I thought. Um,
1: uh, it seems to me like someone's going to turn heel at the end of this. Like one of the like maybe Dean turns on Seth. I think otherwise it. I mean, to me, it, I mean, it it seems.
0: I mean, I don't know. Come back to me. Chris how about you was this up there with like your fan fiction of the shield getting back together
2: well no because I didn't think it was going to happen now they teased the crap out of it because we were waiting in silence for Roman Reigns's music and it never came and the people were chanting Roman Roman and I'm like oh so this is how we get him over again if we absolutely need to, as a, you know, full-fledged baby face, if they decide to go that direction in the future, you know, just bring the shield back together and Alakazam, you know, star is born once again. Um, but I think like, like Raj said, I think one of them has to turn heel. My guess is Ambrose since they have um, Rollins on the cover of a video game. And I buy Ambrose as a heel much better than I do as a, as a weird baby face. Um, so, you know, that's, <laughs> it, it's like a comedy you know, prop guy. I mean, I'm very much by Ambrose as this sadistic sort of analytical heel, much better than, than his current character.
1: Yeah. Ambrose is just floundering right now, so he could really use it. I just wonder if this is something, are they going with Ambrose and Rollins? Cause you know, Roman is kind of out of the picture right now. He's, right. you know, in the SummerSlam main event, um, whether or not that's a four is what it's starting to look like, um, with Braun and Samoa Joe. Um, but it's, uh, so it, it's gonna be a mini shield reunion with Seth and Dean. But yeah, I the fact that they're already doing the match next week with the Mistourage, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's gonna be one of those gold to Star Truth things where it's just a long beat down that leads to the Summerslam match. But, um, but yeah, that's that's where they're going right now. I you know, I'd like to see that Dean turn and that's your Summerslam match is Dean and Seth.
0: Yeah, that'd be something. Um, so we had that the tease of what's going on with them in the Miz We will see what happens there next week in a tag team match. Two members of the Miz Taraj, their choice against oh, it's, a,
2: it's a three on two handicap, actually.
0: Oh, three on two handicap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There we go. Well, I guess it would kind of be weird to have the Miz without the Miz, and you can't have the Miz in one guy that's not really a Taraj, as it were. So,
1: very true, very true. I think you need sense. to give Bo Dallas and And uh, Curtis Axel some wins because the problem is when you put two job guys, we were guys who had been enhancement talent, basically uh, with one star, really almost always creates a a forgettable group, you know, whether it was the edge heads or, um, you know, legacy should have been way more over than it was. Um, You know, you got all these groups that unless you got people that, you know, the fans buy his stars, it just flounders. And that's where this Taraj thing is going unless they start uh, building Curtis and, and Bo Dallas more.
0: Yeah. God, it's going to be so weird when they have them tagging as the Taraj minus the Miz. It's going to be like another Damian Mizdow situation. But, you know, at least it gets them on TV.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Alexa Bliss versus Bailey tonight. Bailey picking up a win. Naya getting involved. Sasha getting involved. Raj, it's almost as if we're going to be seeing a fatal four-way at SummerSlam.
1: Man. Yeah, there you go. So if they do a fatal four-way, it's basically exactly the WrestleMania match, except uh, with Charlotte, you know, Alexa Bliss instead of Charlotte. It's the exact same, you know, uh, wrestlers as that as WrestleMania. Yeah. So that shows how far their creativity has come, you know, in, in six months.
0: Well, I I would counter that with the uh, you know five women elimination match on SmackDown, that uh, creativity across the board has become a hallmark of the women's division. And
1: Alexa was in a multi-person match at WrestleMania as well. Yep. She was defending her title in a multi-person match at WrestleMania, now defending in a multi-person match at SummerSlam. So I, I'd like to see um, Sasha win, and you go with the Sasha-Alexa uh, rematch, and put a real storyline behind it. But whenever they do this with the champion getting beat by multiple people that, yeah, that's a signal that it's going to be a, a multi, multi-person.
0: I feel like Bailey got a little bit of uh, credibility and respect back tonight. I feel like between this and last week, they're making her look a little better and not just booking her. Well, right. they
1: are because she's in the multi-person match. You yeah, know? Right. I mean, There's yeah. a reason,
2: exactly. But, I mean, Nia's yeah. just – she's there. She's strong. I mean – That's pretty much what her role is. I don't think she necessarily has to make many pinfalls to be looked at as credible, um, at least in their eyes anyway. So, but don't you think Bailey might've actually changed it up a little bit tonight? The elbow was kind of a reverse elbow off the second rope. Um, You know, she changed up the, the moveset a little bit, the mannerisms a little bit. She, she looked a little refreshed and maybe trying a few, few,
1: few new things. Well, she's, she's been fine. I mean, she's been over her matches have been good. I don't blame her at all it's this WWE booking I mean they've made her look like a a loser since she's lost the belt just getting her ass kicked constantly that kendo stick match you know was just brutal the way they buried her in that yeah and um so yeah I'm sure Bailey must be thinking it's her fault I mean she was on the Steve Austin podcast and basically um sounded like she doesn't know what she needs to do uh to kind of go to the next level and what she's doing wrong and wanting to change things up, but you can't, I I don't know. To me, it it doesn't seem like it was anything on her because she's had the fans. It's the crap that she's been given.
0: Yeah. Well, next week, Bailey versus Sasha, a match that could easily headline a pay-per-view is happening on Monday night. Raw to determine,
1: it was a, it was the take, takeover yeah. takeover well, that, main event yeah
0: yeah but I mean like a main roster
1: paper. right 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 yeah.
0: um, yes yeah. it was the main event of an yeah so
1: how much they how ever much they you know hype up their women's revolution and how far they've come they really haven't they they have one women's program really on each show which is always centered around the title and then kind of nothing else
0: but then what's with Triple H saying oh when we look at it the women's segments are always the most watched and the highest rated and it's like
1: they can't yeah
0: no even if you look like at
2: the youtube numbers i mean unless something explosive happens it's near the bottom almost every week but i mean we have things like the may young classic and and that kind of thing but even you know we're hearing murmurings from the old school backstage officials that don't even like that but i don't know how much of that is true but it's kind of sad if it is true i'm Uh, sure i mean I'm sure, there, extent, I'm sure there are
1: definitely people back there that have their mentality of what a superstar looks like and, and what a, a female superstar looks like and and men too. I mean, there's a lot of people yeah. that don't think uh, Kevin Owen should be where he is and, and is not, should not be a top guy and, and, and people like that. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. And Raj,
2: back to your point, you were saying just uh, how there's only one storyline pretty much per show for the women.
1: And tech um, teams. It, you know.
2: Yeah, well, that too. Um, Emma and uh, Summer Rae were a little um, chatty on Twitter tonight in regards to that. Emma said she was celebrating her, I think, five-year anniversary with WWE and, you know, just hanging out backstage,
1: <laughs> chilling. <laughs> hey, yeah, and they even started a, a little storyline with her and Dana. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, why not, if you can do, why not do Sasha and Alexa and then do Dana and Dana and Bailey against Nia and Emma, you know, at you know, at the pay-per-view as well on the pre-show or something. Yeah. I, I mean, SummerSlam is looking like it's going to be six hours again. You got a, the four hour main card and chances are, it's going to be a two hour pre-show. You're going to, you, you have plenty of time to, to fit all these people in without having to always do these multi-person women matches for the title. Can we get an energy drink as a sponsor Raj? Cause I'm going to need some for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it. uh yeah, that's going to be a rough one. I mean, it'll it'll be great. I mean, it's always a lot of fun, but it's it it does get to be tiring on from our end. Just with Takeover and Raw and SmackDown the next two nights, it's 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 a lot going on.
0: I just want to see more different things. The more SummerSlam looks like WrestleMania and these feuds that never end and never change, and that you're sick of by the time it gets there. I mean, if we're locked into where we are right now. I don't know there's gonna be a lot of repetitive a lot of repetitive stuff with like little 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 wrinkles and nuance but not something fresh and original which i think is a wasted opportunity so we'll see yeah um so uh brian kendrick and drew Gulak versus jack alaher and mustafa ali uh with no purple ropes tonight the cruiserweights have finally arrived a year into their run and well, feel. do we do we know that
2: they either
0: maybe just ran out
2: of the purple tape? That somebody <laughs> forgot it on the road. I mean, budget it... cuts.
1: You know, they cut the pyro for budget reasons. That's maybe, true. Maybe that's the purple true. tape was, was starting to add up.
0: Hey, actual it, duct tape is expensive, and the colored one—they really get you on that. I mean, that's like twice as much per roll, almost.
1: Yeah, yeah. budget cuts, Strike again. No purple ropes. But, but yeah. it helped a lot. I thought not not having that.
0: It, made them feel it like took a me a minute to
1: realize I need to stop paying attention and I can get other work done. <laughs> no, but no, I'm just kidding. Oh, uh, man. I, you know, I thought Mustafa Ali looked, looked really good tonight.
0: Yeah, it was a fine match.
1: It's just, again, this is kind of the same thing. Um, or they, they just intermix, the same guys trade wins, and, and nothing means nothing.
0: Yeah. They just mix it. Let's let's bring back the, the you know, quote-unquote random match night. You know, do something.
1: But so cruiserweights can get two segments, but the women don't.
0: Oh, that's
2: a tough one. And yeah. see, is there any residual to that, though, while they're still trying to boost 205 Live now that they've canceled Talking Smack? I know we'll get into that in a minute. <laughs> but like, no, I'm being dead serious. Like, don't, they don't want you to forget about it, because a lot of the times the only people that hang around to watch 205 Live is just to get the Talking Smack. I mean, you have that group of people. So I wonder if they did that on purpose to actually try to plug the show. I don't know.
1: What, the two segments?
2: Yeah, I mean, just... I know they're separate storylines, but they they almost put a little bit more emphasis than usual on the cruisers tonight.
0: If you're not... Okay, if you're not interested in the cruiserweights at this point, like, just showing you the same guys again and being like, how about now? <laughs>
1: yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, maybe they they felt like it's the the purple ropes is why it's oh, not working so. Back. <laughs> yeah, so you um, know what
0: that what it sounds like to me like the backstage politics like for a year people have been saying that to vince and then finally they're like what are we gonna do now and Vince like i've got an idea let's get rid of the purple ropes <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man um but yeah it's a fine match um <laughs> so in a moment we're gonna talk about the latest with enzo and cast but first want to thank the sponsor of this episode ddpy so You guys know Diamond Dallas Page got inducted in the 2017 WWE Hall of Fame and famous not only for his work in the ring, out of the ring, but creating DDP yoga program that's helped thousands of people, including some of the guys like Chris Jericho, Mick Foley, Goldust, AJ Styles, just to name a few. And DDP is celebrating his Hall of Fame induction with a DDP UK tour. You could join in on an inspirational Q&A and conversation with DDP in Glasgow, Manchester, Birmingham, and London. And at this event, he'll also be offering autographs and selfies with Dallas. If you saw his hall of fame speech, you know, he could tell some inspiring stories that guy can talk going to see him live, getting to ask questions. It's going to be great. It's going to be emotional. And it's also going to be funny. You'll be laughing your ass off. He's going to be kicking off his hall of fame, UK tour, September 2nd and 3rd at the fanatic expo in Harrogate. And that's Sunday at 5 PM. You can also experience a DDP yoga workshop. And at this event, you'll be able to have inspiration meets perspiration and actually try some DDP routines with him right there. Get inspired, work on hitting your goals, getting hooked on DDP yoga there in person. Those workshops are going to happen in Harrogate, Glasgow, Newcastle, Manchester, Birmingham, and London. Go to ddpuktour.com to reserve your spot and find out all the details. And if he's not going to be near you anytime soon, what better time to then get yourself the DDP yoga now app beauty of this app streams right to your device. It's got over 150 workouts, live DDP workouts from the DDP Yoga Performance Center, endless healthy, great taste and cooking shows, and all the motivation you can eat and inspiration that you can eat, which, let me tell you, not only does that not have calories, it burns calories. You can access them all on your phone or tablet. It's that easy. And to give you a little extra incentive, he is running a sale on DDP Yoga. Right now, you can get the apps and DVDs for 20% off. To take advantage of this, go to ddpyoga.com. Use the promo code SUMMER17 at checkout. That's the promo code SUMMER17. That will get you 20% off the DDP Yoga Now app, the DDP Yoga Now DVDs. Save money. Take advantage of the sale. Get started today. Go to ddpyoga.com for all the details on the SummerSlam. It's not just time to change your life. It's time to own your life. Start today. ddpyoga.com summer 17 and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast
1: and real quick if you're in the uk and you could go to one of those workshops I, I went to one after wrestlemania or before wrestlemania 32 where uh that night ddp was a surprise entrant in the andre the giant battle royal uh but he walks around he introduces himself to everyone he talks to everyone uh he he closes the workshop with everyone getting a personal selfie so i mean it's very personal it's very hands-on um so it's it's definitely a really cool thing and and a cool way you know to you know not only get in shape but uh, be up and close with a WWE Hall of Famer so definitely check it out if if you're out there or if it comes in your area
0: Mm -hmm. absolutely he's the 21st century Richard Simmons Uh, changing lives one at a time with DDP yoga so tonight Enzo came out there cut a lengthy promo addressing big Cass big Cass came out interrupted by Big Show so Raj, what's going on here exactly with this? Are we in a Big Show, Big Cass feud? Is there still something between Big Cass and Enzo? Is it a weird sort of triangle at this point?
1: I could see Enzo being, I, my guess would be that they're leading, because it appears like they're going with Big Show and Big Cass at SummerSlam. Now, it would be a weird thing to have it be Big Show and Enzo against Cass, you know, and have two baby faces against one heel in a handicap match. Um, we're still, what's the date for SummerSlam? August 21st?
0: August 20th.
1: August 20th. So we're still a little over a month away. I could see them doing Big Show versus Big Cast with Enzo in in Big Show's corner or something like that. Um, (laughs) but yeah. No,
2: that's exactly the thought I had, honestly. Yeah,
1: or Enzo kind of just accompanying, you remember that when they did that stupid thing for a little while with, uh, Ricardo Rodriguez introducing Rob Van Dam and being Rob (laughs) Van (laughs) Dam. No, this
0: is like Enzo in the Cyndi Lauper role. Just like... They'll be in the corner. They'll be there during the entrance. Yeah, well, I think I, they'll, they'll he'll, be a
1: couple hits. He'll be cutting his promo when Big Show comes yeah. out and kind of doing his shtick. But um, yeah, I see it being a short term th- thing. And I don't know what you do with Enzo. You know, there are reports that he has heat backstage that was in the Wrestling Observer, like massive heat. He got kicked off a tour bus by Roman Reigns uh, for some comments he made about the business. So, what,
0: you uh, say, what did you hear what the comments were?
1: he that wasn't that wasn't specified but it was you know bad enough that he's can't you know change he got kicked off the bus and I think he's getting the mistreatment so he can't change in the locker room or at least couldn't for a while so um <laughs> yeah no so.
2: but yet they trust him to cut a 10 minute promo on, at the top of an hour um yeah so that it, I don't know it, I, I don't, take it with a grain of salt I guess but no, I mean, you know, why wouldn't,
1: I mean? he cuts a promo to get more heat on Cass. Right,
2: right well, that's true. So so he's uh, eventually accomplishing the objective they want anyway. Well, but so... really, there's
0: factions. It's not like, because Roman Reigns has an issue as, is, you know, quote-unquote, the head of the locker room now, whatever, and that thing, because Reigns has an issue with him, doesn't mean that all of the producers do. I mean, I think that's part of the why it's such a messed up product, is because you have these different factions with different ideas.
1: Yeah, but you always had it go to the top. You know, as far as when someone has heat, like uh, when uh, uh, da, 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 Sin Cara, yeah. you know, uh, it's and, and, you know, we could talk with Matt Morgan more about this next week, you know, uh, because he's he's seen a lot of it. But, um, you know, there are certain people like when it gets to that level, like it used to be Undertaker, um, you know, that that spreads to the producers and everything. And you look at. Enzo how he's been booked in the ring and he just gets destroyed like no offense like even tonight he cuts a promo <laughs> he's just there to watch the big show and he still gets killed so um
2: yeah well he he's been the ragdoll since day 1 on the main roster though Um, uh, you know he's been the babyface imperial to the hot tag so i mean that's kind of been his role in general i don't see it being that much different now
1: it's a, it's a little different in that it's his uh they did this you know, long term oh, split, squash. this long term yeah. storyline, and to just get utterly destroyed right off the bat. Um,
0: well, can't be that much heat. It's not like they're bringing in Build Demott Mod as a producer or anything. You know, that's how you'll know that Enzo oh. and Cass's days are truly numbered.
2: I like that.
0: Yeah. Um, man, it's, they got to do something with the story. And, and
1: supposedly, uh, Big Cass has <laughs> some heat. Because he brings up – he's a Trump supporter and brings that up a lot in the Which locker room.
0: Which is so weird that that would get him heat in the WWE I don't
1: think room. it's that he's a Trump supporter. I think that he is outspoken about it backstage. Hmm.
0: As opposed to members of the McMahon family that are in his cabinet and personal friends with him.
1: But they don't bring it up. They, they, you haven't heard the word Trump on WWE TV since he became oh, yeah. president.
0: Well, it's not but, good for ratings. If his approval rating was higher, I'm sure they would, but –
1: no, I don't think they would. You don't think they would? No, I mean, even when he won, he, he you know, his, you know, they, they don't bring it up. It, it, I mean, if he was like eighty percent, I still don't think they, he, they would because Linda's in there. It's kind of a conflict of interest, so I think it's, it's they realize it's probably best to just keep quiet about it.
0: Yeah, controversy. The WWE shies away from. Um. So this this should be controversial because this is just uh, disgraceful. At this point, but uh man, what is up? Finn Balor and Elias Samson keeps going and going and going, and now Bray Wyatt's added into the mix for some reason.
1: Well, I think it's Bray and, and Finn. You know, we were talking about this last week. Yeah. Uh with doing Bray and, and Finn at SummerSlam. And so it looks like they're heading that direction. So you know
0: But how do we get Elias them. out of it? How does Elias Well
1: next week they got the no DQ next match?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So- Let's hope that's the last time we got to see this. It's I'm not.
1: Sure. They already get, did the finish of this feud with yeah. Finn beating him clean last week. Shouldn't they have done the yeah. guitar shot last week?
0: It's nice to see him finally use the guitar. Right.
1: Yeah, but man, that looks stiff. And did you see Finn? God, Finn got busted open, mm-hmm. and he showed his uh, he showed his uh, cuts on on Twitter. And that was not a. They didn't gimmick it right, or. No. <laughs> you remember when honky tonk man used to use that back in the eighties and it wasn't a gimmick guitar. He would use a real guitar and like really give, you know, I think Jake Roberts got a concussion from it <laughs> and oh, and yeah. then they started to gimmick it. But, uh, yeah, man, he, he nailed him hard with that.
2: Yeah. I even think uh, Jimmy Corderas was talking about that particular spot with honky tonk and, and Jake Roberts, um, on Twitter tonight. Uh, he's a great follow on Twitter if you don't, if you guys don't follow him, but, um, Here's the thing. They're trying to elevate Samson with Balor. To me, it's kind of accomplishing it. Not really, but at the same token, it's bringing Balor down a notch, but it seems out that we're moving forward to the Balor and Wyatt thing, so we get two pretty cool entrances. I see probably the uh, reincarnation of of the Demon on SummerSlam's entrance, Uh, so you you have the really cool entrance factor there. Whether the match is going to be that great, who's to say, but uh, but you have sort of the bright lights, big city feel and, and the big uh, interests. So I think that's sort of more
1: of what they're going for with this view than anything else. <laughs> hey, it gives a reason to get that demon character back out. That's
0: true. No, mm-hmm. Finn versus Bray. I'm into it. It's just the Elias thing. You know, think about, you to know last what? I,
1: I, I bet you Elias beats him next week.
0: Oh, think back it's, to it's last no year.
1: It's no DQ. I bet yeah. you Bray comes in, lays him oh, out. Yeah, Elias gets true. the win.
0: Remember and, last summer? The top guys in the company, Finn Balor, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, all riding high in the main event, even Kevin Owens in the main event picture for the big titles, the big belts. And now we have Dean and Seth in a sort of kind of not really chase for the IC belt or up against the IC champion. Kevin Owens trying to get back to the U.S. title with AJ Styles, another former top guy from last summer. It's just weird that all these guys are knocked down lower on the card. Now, I appreciate that it makes room for guys like Joe, but it's just so strange that these guys carried the company. It felt like for you know a year ago, and now. Well, Finn, Finn never did. No, but, well, he was at the, but they put.
1: They the put him at the on. top, but he, yeah. he wasn't. He wasn't there long enough that you could say like he was, you know. He was uh, poised to carrying the load. Yeah, but, I mean. Yeah. They were. They were. They were putting the rocket launcher on him, and and,
0: uh, and now in a feud with Elias Samson, working his way up to a feud with Bray Wyatt,
1: and their match wasn't even on the pay per view. They did it on yes. Raw the next night.
0: It's just a, ma- a year ago, these these would not have been the predictions of where everyone would be at at this time. Uh- <laughs> I mean,
1: there's not enough room at the top for everybody.
0: I could, I would, their I could long, guess that the roster I, is so loaded right now.
1: I tell so, you, Samoa Joe is probably going to be in that spot in a year too. Okay.
0: So a year uh-huh. from now, who's at the top spot, Raj? Who's the uh-huh. top guys in the company?
1: You yeah, know, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Bobby Roode. Um, hmm is someone someone they pick from as far as on the baby face eyes will still be roman and
0: uh <laughs> Something, you know. one thing never changes roman reigns <laughs> is still in that main event picture
1: yeah maybe who knows maybe someone you can't think of like a jeff hardy
0: maybe yeah. the only thing constant is change the wise man once yeah in. there you go um so we'll see what happens next week with that no dq match so akira tozawa versus aria Divari tonight you guys hyped? Second cruiserweight match, Red Ropes. What'd you think, Chris? I mean, it gave another layer
2: to Tozawa uh, and the whole manager thing with, with O'Neill. So, I mean, they're building a story there. I mean, yeah, so you stuff's have to going
0: sideways that, with uh, the you, Titus brand.
2: Yeah, I mean, you have to admit that they're at least trying with the storyline. Now, whether it's going to interest a ton of people, obviously, different aspect there. Uh, but at least they're trying um, and that's all I can say because Tazawa is the rare guy that actually I think gets it Tozawa's great. Raj,
0: what do you think
1: so- they're give- they're giving a lower card gimmick to the title program in, in you know the Cruiserweight title program because Tozawa is still feuding with Neville, right They didn't. Been-
2: mm. Which no sign of Neville tonight. So. No
1: sign of Neville, but so you're building this challenger, and you put him in this kind of comedy feud with Titus. And did you notice they had Titus sitting down in their backstage promo? Yep.
2: Somebody tonight. noticed that on Twitter tonight. I'm like, yep, that was a <coughs> nice pickup on your part. So
1: yeah, so I guess so he doesn't dwarf over him backstage, but so you put him in this comedy storyline, and then you have kept beaten like this um, by a guy who I don't has Davari been on wwe on on raw in it's private months yeah it's been
2: it's been a while but i think since he's gotten this new little uh sort of rich iranian gimmick the you know
1: classy type thing i I think that's just been strictly on 205 live yeah but even on 205 live he's he pops up like once every three or four weeks
2: well he's been pretty consistent on 205 live i think has he yeah
1: Uh, I guess maybe it's the segments that I skip or something, but, uh, (laughs) uh, I just think, um, I just think uh, this division, this division's dead. This is your top contender for the, you know, for the cruiserweight title. He's put in this comedy feud. I mean, this comedy angle and he's feuding with Neville. Neville's the only guy with any credibility on there right now. Now that Aries is left.
0: Yeah. It's a weird sideshow.
1: Well, how do you fix What would you do if someone's like, what do we do with the Cruiserweights?
0: Break them up and integrate them as best as possible. Like, I mean, I would have done that a while ago. I'm Seriously, I would have taken Jack Gallagher and been like, Simon is going, Gallagher, you're worth it in English. The villains, at least are a known quantity. We're going to keep that going. And I would have just looked for where we can move people around to make it work. I would have put Neville and Aries, certainly, uh, in a program. I would have involved Finn with that. You know, not the cruiserweight division, but it was a main roster thing. I think Finn versus uh, either of them would have been great.
1: Those guys would get killed then. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, yeah I was going to say, if, if you do that, they're just going to be job guys um, because yeah. they, they have the look uh, of, obviously, the smaller competitor. I mean, they're just going to job out to the rest of the roster. And if you do that and they actually want to give them some credibility, that makes uh, the regular uh, guys lose a spot too. So, to me, integrating, unless you did it with a vengeance and – kept the title, um, relevant still within, you know, while they're integrating the rest of the talent, it's kind of
0: pointless to me. But you don't think like Austin versus the Miz could have been something? I mean, some of these guys,
1: there's like two guys uh, from the cruiserweights, I think. And then you saw, already saw what they were doing with Neville before. Now, granted, he's very different now. Uh, Mm -hmm. He's turned it up uh, 2000%, but, uh, but you've already gotten a glimpse of, you know, how they, they would push him. But, um, what about you, Chris? because like I said, I don't think the integration into the main roster stuff would work, but
2: you know, taking away the purple ropes, I think is a good step in the right direction. So it's just like, they, they've got to get away from the campy storylines. Now, originally like the Ali and Gulak storyline, I hated because I thought it was cheesy as crap, but now I, I sort of low key started to, to like it and they've progressed with it nicely and they've made a big to do about it on 205 live. So you've got to get away from the cheesy characters, cheesy segments, and get away from rest holds in a freaking cruiserweight match. It needs <laughs> it needs to feel different than the rest of the show. If you're going to hype it up as the most exciting hour on television or the most exciting division, you can't have a tried-and-true WWE-style match just at a different weight class. The, the match has to feel different.
1: Here's what I think. I think... Either you can, if you if you don't need two o five live, have the cruiserweights to you know have a raw cruiserweight title, a SmackDown cruiserweight title, because you got a lot of guys that aren't able to get on TV, and right. you do two different divisions. Now that's not what I think would be ideal. What I think would be ideal would be um, make NXT two hours and yeah. add Ooh. the and have the cruiserweights merge into NXT. Get rid of them from the main roster. Get rid of them from Raw, um, and you can showcase. A match. If you you know, if you wanted to, you could showcase Mm -hmm. a match from NXT with the cruiserweights, um, and then say this is only place you can catch it. NXT, and and because you only got two two titles in NXT anyway, or or three with the NXT title, the women's and and the tag. So merge that in, and they would do a much better job with those storylines because Vince's hands aren't on it. Even if it's
2: 90 minutes, maybe not even two hours. I mean, give it space for that one storyline with the cruiserweights. Uh, yeah, I and mean, that would be, actually, I, I love that. Let's uh, let's go ahead and write something up
1: to that. <laughs> yeah, because NXT is so thin. It just feels thin right now, and I think it, it's something you have Neville, and all of a sudden it really bolsters it. So I think that's uh, I mean, it's it sucks for them if they have these dreams to get to the main roster, but at and least to- you're at least you're doing something that's not you know
2: right and even if they DRA. wanted to change up 205 live i think they should take it off the road and you know tape it full sale. i think it would be a much better atmosphere for those type of
1: guys yeah get rid of the live just call it something else 205 mm-hmm. high or you know something <laughs>
0: 205 high
1: that's yeah.
2: actually that's denver colorado that's that's yeah. that, that's, that's your area
0: 205 that's,
1: high. that's my that's my crib
0: 205 asterix it's the show's a lot better if you're high man <laughs> yeah yeah Oh, Jesus. But no, I think uh, NXT would not be a bad place for some of these guys. NXT could use shot in the arm. Yeah. Um, the Revival versus the Hardys. Speaking of some NXT alumni, nice to see the Revival back on TV. Raj, what did you think of the match itself?
1: I thought it was really good. Um, match of the night, I thought. Uh, I thought Reigns and Samoa Joe was also really good. Um but yeah, I thought this was—I thought this was awesome. Again, I thought they were kind of saving this for Summerslam, um, and they might be. You know, this could be another one of those deals where they just wrestle every week. And <laughs> yeah,
0: if you liked it tonight, you're gonna love it ten more times. Bro.
1: Yeah, next week they'll do a singles with Jeff and Dash, and Matt and Dawson. Um, I don't know. You know, it last week it seemed like them losing was to set up the broken thing coming in, uh, coming back. But uh, tonight they cut down on that completely right unless i did i miss anything because i did have to go down no not really pump I,
2: pump I didn't see much of uh, of the broken moniker tonight at all
1: yeah yeah so yes. it seems like you know anthem they didn't sign off on that deal it didn't happen so i don't i don't know i don't see it i don't know if it will happen it, what they want and you know what they're asking for there's they said they want 50 percent of their merch you know going Jeez. forward Um, which, you know, sounds, you know, completely unreasonable, but at the same time, you do see these companies that they do license it out. So it's not like Mm -hmm. they give, you know, you got to pay a fee. Remember Hulk Hogan for, for 25 years, he had to pay Marvel to use the word Hulk in his name. And then he finally, you know, paid it, you know, bought it outright, um, after 25 years. So it's not unheard of to, you know, for a company to want to license it. Uh, I think 50%, especially on things like Jeff Hardy's music and stuff sounds insane, Mm -hmm. but they, you know, if they, let's put it this way, how much are the Hardy's making right now in merch? I'm sure they're doing decent, but if they think this broken character would go get over huge, I mean, would it be worth it? Would it make up for that, that gap? Mm. Um
0: a W a main a WWE version of the broken character, though, right? And how hard yeah.
1: would WWE push it, not owning it?
0: Um,
1: you know, would they do it as a short term thing and then kill it because they don't want to because they don't own it and, and don't want it to be used elsewhere? You know, it would suck. You know, what would really suck for the hardies if they did <laughs> agree to that. And agreed to give fifty percent of all their merch, and then WWE decided they didn't want to go forward with the broken gimmick, <laughs> <laughs> and they get stuck having to pay fifty percent of all their, you know, their other merch anyway. Anyway, that would suck. But sounds
0: like something that could very well happen. Given, uh, give especially given how they build towards things and drop things. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, yeah they were they
1: were going to bring that Bully Ray character back. Bubba yeah. Ray was talking about that. Like they were going to do it, and they dropped it the day that they were going to do it. They decided not to.
0: Yeah,
2: and I may be regionally biased here, but um, both teams out of North Carolina tag team wrestling at its peak in the Carolinas from the 70s and 80s on up until now apparently. So uh, you know, just a little little toot my own horn there for a minute. So uh, no, it, it was a really fun match. Like Raj said, I thought it was match of the night. So it's a okay. uh, re- revival kind of covered up some of the athletic, I guess, limitations of the Hardys in this one, and they sold their behinds off and. Uh, revival's just really good at what I call, you know, the little things, the sale and the facial expressions, the mannerisms, that
0: kind of thing. I thought their promo before was also fantastic. Talking about the Hardys being the, uh, epitome of, mm-hmm. uh, of the flippy, the flippy stuff.
1: Yeah. yeah I, you know, I, 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 bring this up a lot, but if this is the feud going forward for a while, is it the Hardys and the revival, why not have the revival cut a promo explaining why they, you know, why they attacked the Hardys last week, why just go directly you know, heart, revival attacks and go directly to a match. Why not do a little storyline, do a little build and then get to the match a couple weeks down the road. Um,
0: and, and I think it, the it, revival are highly underrated on the mic. I think they are a lot better uh-huh. than right. people will give them credit for.
1: They just fix, mix up the formula a little bit. It doesn't need to be just the top, you know, singles guys that get promo time, you know, you know, give, give the tag teams more of a storyline, give the women more of a storyline and the product won't feel so formulaic.
0: No. And t- since now we got the soap opera open and then the Jerry Springer moment of the reveal of the Ill- illegitimate child. Yeah. That was the storytelling
1: that at least they did something there. So yeah. we'll, we'll get to we'll, we'll get back to that.
0: Um, so yeah, that segment was, uh, after or before It was somewhere in the mix. Oh, yeah, it was before the the Hardys and the Revival, Uh, the reveal, which good on them. Good on uh, the Revival and the Hardys for following that segment and uh, getting the crowd into it and doing such a good match. Um, Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe. So this match uh, lengthy for the final segment interrupted by Braun Strowman and to be continued yeah
1: no? yeah it has to be what are your thoughts, Rosh? yeah, it's looking like I don't know if they go with the four way um
0: <laughs> everything's a fatal four way everything <laughs> at summerslam
1: <laughs> yeah I mean it's uh that's kind of what it's looking like, right? I mean, the yeah. fact that they had braun and Samoa Joe battling and uh yeah, unless they did some weird thing where they do a three way with them with the winner getting Brock um But then they're just doing that too much, you know? Yeah. I
2: mean, they've got time to build it, and I do want to give props to one of our followers on Twitter, Tim Segla. I apologize if I just butchered your last name. But uh, obvious prediction of the night, 11.02 Eastern. Braun runs in, causing the DQ. Fatal four-way at SummerSlam. Now, there was technically no DQ. I had the entrance at 11.01, but kudos to Tim. That was a great
1: call on your part, my friend.
0: Yeah.
1: (sighs) I'd prefer they just did... You know, I'd I prefer they did Brock and and against uh, Brock against Samoa Joe, and you do Roman with the Shield, you do the Shield reunion with like Miz and and mm-hmm. Samoa Joe and someone else. I mean, uh, uh, Bray Wyatt and someone else, are, uh, are or or never mind, not Bray Wyatt. He's with Finn, but not not the Miz but two stronger heels. And um, but it's not looking like that.
2: I mean, yeah. but but if you look at it though, this Fatal Four Way has the potential to be, like, an all-time fantastic match, just based on the formulaic uh, rundown that we've seen with Braun and and Roman. And then you have Joe and Lesnar that had this, you know, hellacious match at the last pay-per-view. I mean, these four guys could just absolutely murder each other, and it'd be fantastic.
0: You know how you do it? Is you split it up to where it devolves into two concurrent backstage fights that goes beyond the ring and just goes into complete chaos throughout the Barclays center, like go really big with that for SummerSlam.
1: Right. Look, I I don't agree. I mean, I don't disagree that you open yourself up to a lot more possibilities and the match will be good. I just think from a storyline standpoint with the main event storyline, it's just always better when it's with two people, as opposed to when it's a a multi-person match. And for an event like SummerSlam, I'd much rather see that good storyline build, like you had with Lesnar and Joe. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just think it's just going to be, you You know how they do these fatal four ways. Every now you're going to see some variation of these three guys mixing it up every week for the next, you know, four weeks and Brock coming in at the end once in a while. But um, so yeah, that's why that for that reason alone, just for that storyline aspect, I just think that it, it, the build can be so much better if it's with two as opposed to the multi-person. When was the last time they did an awesome multi-person build? uh mo- awesome build for a multi-person match
0: money in the bank last year which y'all, yeah, hated, last year but i love the build up to it
2: <laughs> yeah definitely not this year as much but last, uh, last year. year possibly let's see who was that last year i can't remember last Jericho, year was...
0: Patron, oh yeah, yeah or del rio um owen zane and dean
1: what was great about it <laughs>
0: Well, they did. They really made that the story going through. Now I know you hated the the what was it? Five men or six men on a ladder in search of a dream.
1: Yeah, when they're cutting the, the promos on top of the ladder. Of that. Yeah, that was that oh, was corny. You, you guys need so to go
0: see some theater and you'll understand and appreciate. This. But you thought that with, with,
1: with an R.E., a theater yes, with an R theater,
0: <laughs> it was great because they each give a little monologue about what it means to them. and they have I'm telling you, in terms of segments, that's in my top ten for the for the last year or so. Oh my uh, gosh. We told the story. We got everyone's perspective, everyone's emotion and what they had invested in it. Even Jericho's whole thing with the Appleton and all that, it worked. But my point is though, they really told a story for a multi-person match. But that's the only way you can do it, is each person has to have this strong perspective to it. You have to really invest in it. And they're not gonna do that with four people right now. Money in the bank, it only worked because that was the main event of money in the bank.
2: Well, let me ask you this, Raj, because you'd probably know more about this than than I do. Do they do these um, multi-man matches, multi-woman matches, so they get more people on the card at a big pay-per-view to get other people, you know, more people paychecks?
1: Yeah, and you protect the top stars. So, like, you could, this way you could beat, you know, you you can go without beating Lesnar, Strowman, or Roman. Mm -hmm. uh, Lesnar, yeah, Roman or strong. Oh, that's, yeah. that Samoa kind of Joe ruined. eats the pin. It's kind of that's hard to what say. It translates yeah, into. Samoa Joe right. eats the pin. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, again, you, they keep doing this with the women's division, and it's going nowhere. I mean, you look at the SmackDown women's division, it's just like they're treading water, um, and, and until you put these, uh, these intense storylines, you know, one-on-one that people can really sink their teeth into, that's what they're going to keep doing, is just running in place.
0: Yeah.
2: But uh, Strowman's return tonight. That was fun. That was great. Uh, that was, was kind of neat. I like that.
1: Yeah, two weeks seems to be the standard comeback from injury. Uh, <laughs> you miss one episode, you're back the next. So, and yeah. Uh, so, yeah, all, you know, it's cool. Strowman's a top guy now. He's legit top guy. He feels like a main eventer now. He feels like a – but he's, he still seems like a heel. So I guess that wasn't a, a babyface turn, you know, at the pay-per-view
0: you know what they're doing right though about roman and braun is that they're they're giving it these flourishes and upping the, trying to outdo themselves a little bit with some of these rematches i wish every time we had to see uh uh you know gals and anderson again same sheamus and cesaro they found a way to take it up a notch
1: none of they those guys were on tonight huh uh
0: no they were on main event nope. uh so, uh gals and anderson were they were on main event i believe
1: so they beat the hardys last week and nothing this week nowhere to be found yep. and
0: where was where was gold dust in our truth
1: yeah uh, <laughs> our truth was on main yeah. event
0: yeah but
1: i i was hoping they'd do you know something with gold dust, with some someone new uh,
0: yeah
1: as opposed to fading into main event you know obscurity
0: okay so here's the question and i posed this on twitter Who's Jason Jordan going to go against now or is it going to be him against Kurt Hawkins on his way down to the main event not main event of Raw but main event the show that they tape before Raw
1: Oh they're not going to do that yet. They they're, they're going to give him a push. I mean this is a you know this is a big Who, though. Uh you could do Elias Samson. Um <laughs> You well, could they do... could
2: start with Hawkins. I mean, that's not a that seems to be know. the first stepping stone. Yeah, but not as a feud. As well, a, no, 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 As a one so show as a, match. As a, as a
0: step, right. Yeah, 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 Hawkins yeah, yeah. isn't even a stepping stone. He's like a stepping pebble. He's like a pebble that <laughs> right. gets caught in your shoe, and you try to take off your shoe to get it out of it. I mean...
1: Right. No, no, no. For sure, they could do Hawkins for his first match. But as far as, like, a program, because I'm sure they'll give him a spot at SummerSlam. So mm-hmm. who's that with? I mean, you could do
0: Goldust. Uh, you know, they gave Goldust, Goldust that win. Um yeah. Goldust will come in and be like, "Strangely, I hate nepotism, so I really have it out for you." Yeah, you know,
2: because uh, yeah, Jordan's new catchphrase apparently is that he's gold blooded. Oh,
0: there you go. So
2: there, so that's a natural fit. So there you go. Yeah,
1: there you go. <sighs> this is but I, again, a... I I I like that they're doing something with Jordan. Uh, he <laughs> no, didn't look that no, he didn't look very comfortable out there, but give, you know maybe give him a little time.
0: Um,
2: not, not a terrible catchphrase, by the way. I've heard much worse lately. So,
1: yeah,
0: not the worst. Um, so yeah, interesting raw. Kind of getting a sense of what the next month is gonna be like in the build to SummerSlam. I, I want to be surprised, that's my only hope in all of this. I just want some surprises.
1: Yeah, oh, you got one tonight.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> See how that shakes out. Um, speaking of surprises. Talking Smack got canceled the other day. Well, Talking Smack really got reduced. It's still going to exist after pay-per-views.
1: Yeah, and if that Sports Illustrated Illustrated story is correct, then that's going to eventually go away too.
0: Yeah, although Meltzer saying the SI story was not correct. So who to believe?
1: Well, I think Meltzer was giving his opinion. Hmm. Like that it doesn't make sense that Vince all of a sudden would want to drop it but keep it for paper per views I, I don't know. I think he might've missed the part where it said that Vince wants to uh, get rid of it. Cause it's like thrown in there as the last sentence, but um, yeah, they dropped it. it was, uh, you know, to me, that's the only thing that makes sense why they would drop it because it doesn't cost that much to produce. Um, it, it's great practice for the guys to work on their promos, work on ad libbing. Uh, you know, it, it, it just didn't seem like any, any, um, any disadvantage to, to having it other than, you know, it, it wasn't always in the top 10, but you know, for, for something that's so cheap to produce, why, why does it matter? It, it still beat 205 live and you got all these contracts that you're paying for, for 205 yeah. live and, you know, these time slots and no one cares and killing the audience, you know, for twice on raw and then, you know, an hour after Smackdown. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't get it. Uh, the the Sports Illustrated thing about Vince um, not liking the unscripted nature of it, I could definitely see that happening. Like maybe l- last week he saw so- Cena saying something that he felt like Cena shouldn't be saying. That's not what corporate Cena should say, or and that that could just set him off. And I, I'm not saying it, that's it was Cena, but I could see something or anyone on that show. I could see him just being like, "Well, that's not what I want our writers to," you know. Yeah, That's not what they should be saying. We need our writers to get on this. And-
2: well, that's the thing. Do you think that Mr. McMahon was looking out for... Now, granted, this is not on the main network. It's on the WWE network, but maybe potential sponsors. Does Is he afraid of somebody saying something that could cost the company? Because, you know, darn that creativity that the wrestlers come up with themselves. Daniel Bryan
0: um, is the only one. And maybe the Usos one-time said something but it was mostly Daniel Bryan that just
2: right but if it was John Cena his poster child that he saw the the episode of and didn't like it my god I'd hate to see him when he's watching another one
1: well Cena was very corporate so I could I couldn't think that yeah you know would it would have been a reason um right he, he gave the answers you'd want, you know, that Vince would like, I would think. Mm-hmm. Um, you never know, you know, see, Vince blew a gasket when Stone Cold uh, had Heyman on his podcast and started talking about a match with Lesnar, and, yeah, you know, yeah. and it was the most talked about thing. And, you know, probably rightfully so, because it got people excited about a match that's not going to happen. Um, so, I don't know. I think Vince is just... Uh, You look at what's so stale about the product now. It's not not being organic. It's not feeling real. And Talking Smack was one of those shows where you finally, stuff seemed real. and It It got
2: people over, naturally. I mean, Miz. Where would the Miz's career
1: be right now if if it weren't for Talking Smack?
2: Yeah, I mean, Kevin Owens, um, even AJ Styles to an extent, The Usos, this has been a great platform for, even like Carmella has came out of her shell a little bit. Um, on Talking Smacks. So, I mean, this,
1: Baron Corbin, another good example.
2: Um, Baron a lot Corbin better. comes out
1: way better on Talking Smack than Absolutely. he ever does with the script and stuff they give him on TV. So, I, I mean, yeah. this, this,
2: it was, it, just the fact that apparently Vince pulled the plug and apparently did not inform his hosts uh, yeah. was that part slightly... Uh, me at all. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. That, it, but that, how
2: did it go public before it got to them? That's... That's 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 kind of shady there.
1: And you hear a lot of times about people finding out about their release on, you know, on sites like like ours and you know, uh, on Twitter. Was the rumor
0: true that Renee was even in Connecticut at corporate that day shooting something with uh, Mean Gene?
1: Oh, I didn't. I hadn't. I didn't even hear that. But I wouldn't be surprised
0: yeah so who knows man but i think if vince has a problem with the unscripted nature i think the next step is going to be patrolling how the wrestlers behave on social media and breaking kayfabe and you know i i could see that similar like you were talking tonight summer ray and emma i think i'm shocked they haven't put a stop to that already
1: this is why there's so few personalities in wrestling right now mm-hmm. like unique personalities that you hear, if, if you were to read the promo, you'd be like, oh, that's so-and-so, you know? Yeah. You, you don't see that at all. And you compare that to when wrestling was at its hottest. It always had those individual superstars. And you look at right now with Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather, um, I mean, it's the, the, the amount of attention that's getting. And granted, wrestling can't get that, but if you created these big stars, and you saw that with Lesnar when Goldberg, when, you, when they mm-hmm. did that, it got the attention of other people. And uh, it got, you know, ratings jumped up for a little bit. And it, it it can draw people in when you got those engaging personalities. And they don't allow that. Yeah. And Back to Smack was a vehicle that you could start getting some of these wrestlers becoming more of a personality. And boom.
2: Yeah. And, and the hosts facilitated that, too, because Daniel Bryan was really good. He asked the, the pressing questions. Uh, you know, sometimes the joking questions. Renee was a great person to bounce off of for, for the talents because she's so good at her job. She made the other talents feel comfortable. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, it was, it it was a great vehicle.
1: Yeah, it did suck that it was on after 205 Live. I loved it before 205 Live started when it was right after SmackDown. For the life of me, I've never been able to figure out why they didn't keep it that way and have 205 Live on
0: after SmackDown,
1: unless they just assumed that no one would tune in before SmackDown for
0: it. Yeah, I think this is going to hurt 205 Live um, for sure. Going forward, so I mean, we'll see. uh, Did you guys sign the petition, Max Landis, wrestling super fan Max Landis? Almost 13,000 signatures. They're never.
1: It's completely pointless.
0: Yeah, I know. It feels good though. It feels good to kind of you know stick it to the, the
1: day man. they they give in to one of these petitions. So that's why if you put like a bulldog in the Hall of Fame, you, you see that come come around every so often. Yeah. Um. When you do that, I almost feel like WWE is more inclined not to do it because they don't want to make it <laughs> yeah. seem like what? they gave in to a petition because then otherwise
0: – Everyone's going to petition everything. Gonna,
1: yeah, you have but people you know
2: petitioning what, Roman
1: Reigns' vest. And just,
2: you know what, Glenn? <laughs> just keep doing your civic duty, man. Make yourself feel good.
0: Yeah. Hey, I got to be honest. This was the one that was closest. If I hadn't already paid for the year, I was like, I'm going to cancel the network and put this as my reason why. <laughs> Like this'll do it, this'll do it. I'll, I'll reactivate my subscription, but at least I'll go through the motion of canceling the network go. to send a message. Uh, every time,
1: uh, it's funny. Every time there's like a big canceled WWE network movement, uh, the numbers usually go up.
0: Yeah. Mm. That's like right and, uh, now,
1: you know, all these people are talking about boycotting impact, you know, because of the Hardys and their, <laughs> and their issues. Oh, wow. And impact's done their best two numbers the last two weeks, you know?
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, I, I feel like the majority of America's already boycotting impact. <laughs> you know they don't even know it um no. just given their ratings but yeah it's i mean look it is what it is but talking spec everyone's heard us talk about in the podcast i think since it launched i mean i've missed maybe one or two episodes in a year and uh yeah just i think it's the best thing the wwe has done because of its unscripted nature letting the performers uh, develop
1: yeah, I mean, anytime you see stuff like uh, the unscripted stuff, like when I hear Roman Reigns on Chris Jericho's podcast, uh, when they do like the the ride-alongs, if you ever watch those, mm-hmm. um, the these people, you know, they seem like they have they very different personalities that you could tap into, and uh, they don't they don't get into that.
0: Yeah, Southpaw Regional Wrestling. You can
1: see that? Well, you know, you guys were talking about breaking point.
0: Uh, breaking ground.
1: Breaking ground. I mean, um, yeah. You know, you saw it there, too.
0: Yeah, Breaking Ground, honestly, I mean, the internet wrestling community, which, you know, feel if you look at me, you can tell, oh, that's a guy that's tapped into that. (laughs) Um, the, the, The IWC, I'm telling you, Breaking Ground turned a lot of people's opinions on guys like Mojo, on guys like Corbin. Like, that was the epicenter for a lot of that, of saying, like, oh, maybe this guy's actually not the douchebag that he comes across as, you know, in NXT. Or in the case of Baron, maybe he is, but we appreciate it now. Right. um yeah I think uh there's something to be said they're just it's a missed opportunity you know I would think they should be doing more unscripted stuff but I guess they don't trust the wrestlers and now talking back after the pay-per-views is I think it's gonna be like raw talk you have people out there with IFBs you know in their ear Vince telling them what to say and it's just gonna not be as fun
2: yep so. and unfiltered also canceled
1: so Renee Young looking for work because yeah so. two show two of her shows in the same day that She's it still was employed
0: revealed. for the time being.
1: She's the best that they got at, at, at that oh, stuff. by far. She's so good.
0: Yeah. But this, I mean, answer my question. I've been wondering for years, how come the w- WWE doesn't have a podcast network? This is why. Could you imagine? They could not handle, they can't even have handle having Stone Cold's podcast on the network anymore. Could you imagine if they had weekly podcasts going out? I think Vince would lose his mind um so last piece of news or we got two quick things um one what's up with uh Paige and uh alberto el patron raj what's the latest
1: so they made an appearance um over the weekend at a soccer game they're back together uh alberto del rio suspended um and i'm guessing it doesn't seem like anything's going to come of this investigation because if there was anything serious i don't think uh they probably would have arrested him. Bo Dallas got arrested at an airport, you know, for, uh, in, you know, being intoxicated. So And
0: singing Hakuna Matata. I mean, some perfect. things are sacred, Raj.
1: Right. So they got their stories. Um, you know, Alberto almost, uh, you know, did an interview with us last week because uh, he wanted to kind of speak out on this. So um, I don't cool. see anything coming of it. I'm sure by the time the next Impact taping, which is a month from now, August 17th, I think it'll all be blown over, um, but I do think they have to—they have to get—they have to have him drop the title. He's—he's he's just had way too many incidents, uh, and, and you know, Paige, I mean, it's—it's just, it's just such a train wreck that, you know, when I when I we first reported a few weeks ago about Paige and Del Rio being break, breaking up, a lot of friends thought that that might have been the real deal, and then obviously it turned out not to be. And they'd broken up many times in the past, but. I was kind of relieved at first when they broke up because I was like, okay, you know, because it seemed very unhealthy and um, it's still going. Yeah. And and in regards to the suspension,
2: Raj, do you think for Global Force and Impact that this was more or less just a PR move? Because if you think about it, um, like you said, the next tapings are mid-August and a lot of this is going to be blown blown over most likely. So, you know, everything's already taped for TV. He's going to be on the on the program unless they edit him out. So yeah. no, I mean, they're it... not going to strip him of the title. So really this was more just a PR move more than anything to do with the program.
1: Right. You know, I asked Jeff Jarrett on that co- the conference call, I asked him, you know, if they were stripping him of the title, they weren't even going to do that. So uh, yeah, I definitely think that's what it is. Alberto's all over, you know, the TV right now. He's their champion. He's involved in their main angle. Uh, they're releasing you know Bruce Pritchard talking about Alberto Del Rio and LAX, so they're continuing mm-hmm. with all the storylines like they should. It's, it, that would be too much of a pain to yeah. edit them out. But he still advertised for their uh, upcoming live events, and mm. they sent out new advertising after a suspension with him listed on it. So I think oh, wow. I think they it's a PR move. They I think they know it'll blow over, and I think they are not planning on changing any plans for now.
0: Um. So last story, was going on a high note. Ray Mysterio back to the WWE. Raj, what's the story? I,
1: I can only go off of what Sports Illustrated reported and that is that yeah, Ray is, you know, apparently talking with both WWE and Global Force. The thing that um, it, it to, to throw in Global Force, it almost makes it seem like for everything it's pretty clear that Ray's people are putting it out there. And that they're throwing out global force to get a better deal, mm-hmm. um, or vice versa. Cause it seems very, um, you know, but yeah, so I think that says a lot about the future of Lucha Underground. A lot of people, uh, there was someone else the other day that was talking from Lucha Underground that was talking about wanting to face, you know, some women in TNA, I mean a global force, um. So I, I I just get that feeling like it's a fourth season of Lucha Underground it's not looking very promising, and so Ray's contract is up. He he'll have a ninety day non compete from when the the season ends, and so that'll be September. So, uh, so Christmas time, right about around Royal Rumble time.
0: Rumble, yep. yep.
1: So I, you know, I, I, his he's banged up. I don't know how much he can do a full time schedule, but you know, come back for one last run or if they could get something more part time. Cause you know, WWE keeps trying to make these, they keep wanting to make the next Ray Mysterio and haven't been able to. So you might as well get the real thing. Yeah. Look at Kalisto. We haven't even seen him for a while.
0: Mm -hmm. Bring him back at the rumble. Make him number 30 again.
1: Yeah. someone's saying, have him go to the cruiserweights. (laughs) That's killing your investment. Uh, Cause Ray isn't going to come cheap no not Do you think at all. that
0: was part of uh, the idea with 205 live was to specifically uh compete with lucha
1: um i think it was to give a because raw being three hours it was to add a little variety to it and give it a, a different you know a different flavor i don't know if i think nxt is more to compete with art like yeah. roh and oh yeah,
0: yeah yeah but i mean the timing of the 205 thing it was right when lucha underground was getting I mean, I already had the buzz, but it was it was if I recall correctly, it was before they started their season. I don't know. There might be something there. little conspiracy theory.
1: And someone's asking about Meltzer saying WWE wants to bring C- back CM Punk. No, uh, that's not what he said. He's he, he, what Meltzer said a couple of weeks ago was uh, um, he, he was just making a point, like with Morrow being gone, is that they'll bring you back. So they would want CM Punk back, but it's, you know. CM Punk does not want to return. He said, he said as much on a radio show just last week on ESPN radio. How so long he's not, I, yeah. uh, go ahead. How long till Hogan's back? I don't know. I mean, the fact that it hasn't happened yet, maybe they just don't think it's worth it. I mean, really what, what do you gain? I mean, Hogan's role Strong. would be as a, you know, kind of a, a, a God, what's the, what's the word? Um, Ambassador, really, and make okay. a couple TV appearances here and there. Um, so, is it worth it to when the, you, you see all the stuff they push, all the their
0: Just their charity work Hogan. and all that? <laughs> I want to see Hulk Hogan bring him back to ambassador. Hulk Hogan's our cultural ambassador. <laughs> oh my god, that seems like a Vince McMahon idea.
1: Uh, yeah, geez.
2: hey, it'll, he'll uh, sell some merch if nothing else. Oh
1: I mean, Jesus. he's an icon. I mean, he's he's. Yeah, an icon I don't,
0: too. Just saying, yeah. I
1: mean, they're an icon, Ric Flair is, they're not doing anything with him, yeah. so uh, yeah. So, I, I, I don't see it, but I mean, I could see him doing like little appearances here and there, but not back in like a real role,
0: yeah. But I was gonna say, CM Punk or Hogan first, I, I think, I think Hogan, Hogan or <laughs> Punk, yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Oh, and, and CM Punk's still under contract with UFC. Yeah. He doesn't. He's still. His still. His lawsuit's still going with WWE. That's I mean, well, true. with Doctor uh, So. Yeah. He he hates them. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, if if CM Punk really, I, you know, this UFC thing isn't working out, I, but I could see them giving him one more fight, just with how rough a year they've had with Rousey retiring, uh, Conor McGregor. Um, you know, fighting Mayweather. So he's not having any UFC fights. And the, uh, did you guys see those press conferences?
2: No, but yeah, I I, I've seen the highlights. They're doing pro wrestling better than pro wrestling at this point.
1: They did for a couple days and then they got the just last terrible. two,
2: they ran out of material and it was just racist garbage for most of it. But
1: it was, it was just, it was just them calling each other bitch for 20 minutes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's what it devolved to. But, um, yeah, so I, with with all those, they haven't they've had like no big money fights this year, so I could see them giving CM Punk another.
2: Now, um, sort of switching gears, last topic. I don't know if we were going to cover this or not, but with the May Young Classic tapings, what about the four horsewomen of WWE standing off against the the four horsewomen of the
1: the MMA? Anything to possibly even look into that at all? I think so. I could totally see. I mean, they were really pushing it. I I mean. As soon as Ronda Rousey was there, I, I remember emailing Mark and I'm like, I could see them having Shayna Baszler win this whole thing. Cause it gets Ronda in the ring and you know, the photo ops and, and so just having the whole tournament to get Ronda mm-hmm. Rousey. It's kind of like doing the Andre, the giant battle Royal to <laughs> get that photo op to with Gronk. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Maybe.
1: But you know, uh, I don't, I could never see Ronda doing a full-time WWE schedule. She's doing um, battle
0: of the network stars right now on ABC. Yeah. Coach. I mean, that's, a year ago, even you know, two two years ago, a year ago, people would have been like, "Oh, that's so beneath her." You know, I mean, her star mm-hmm. is falling.
1: Her star is falling. Um, so I could see her doing some stuff, definitely, and, and I could see them. I, I just think if you get Ronda Rousey to do it, a four horsewomen versus four horsewomen match is. I, I just think she's too big of a star for that. Yeah, but it does it does seem like they're teasing it? So I almost think like they'll probably do something like Shayna versus you know, s- someone with everyone in the corners or something like that. Because I just think it would be kind of a waste to, you know, use Ronda for, for that.
0: Yeah. And I don't think you could involve her, I mean, without signing her under contract because she's got to win. I mean, it would bury the the existing women on the roster. So Ronda better be under contract if that's the case. Well,
1: no. I mean, they did, they, you know, they had s- Stephen Amell come in and, you know.
0: A little different. Stephen Amell, not really uh, known. For- oh, Yeah. No, I mean, that
1: it's worse. It's worse <laughs> when you get someone not known coming in, beating you know, beating your guys than yeah. a superstar. So I mean, they always bring celebrity whenever they bring a celebrity in. They're that's not true. signed to a contract. Mayweather they had in the past all, all the time. Yeah. They, so yeah, it would be it, they'd be contracted for that match, but that's it.
0: But don't you think, given how much they've tried to build up the credibility of their own women's division, it would just annihilate that to have a quote unquote real no, women's no. fighter come in and win?
1: No. It, I think it would give a, a huge rub if they, you know, if they did Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey. Um, I think it would help Charlotte a lot. I and think you would, go uh,
0: WrestleMania style, and you,
1: and you wouldn't have a multi-person match then, huh? for once. For the women. you go the
0: you go the Mr. T route, you know, you pair, yeah. pair them up, Bronda and Bailey, right there. There you go, yeah. tagging. So active night tonight, guys. Uh, yeah, busy busy news week. Busy, God. Who, who thought that Kurt Angle's illegitimate son would be the least of it? Um, <laughs> cool. So we'll be back here on Wednesday. Wait, wait, real we...
1: quick, you know yeah. what? Where I think they should go with this Kurt Angle illegitimate son thing? Huh. I think they should do uh, that EC3 Angle, where Kurt Angle's kind of you know kind of favoring Jason Jordan a lot, getting him out of like you know matches where he'll lose and stuff like that, and and just both of them turning heel like that because Angle's been mm. kind of. Angle's been a little um, underwhelming as, as GM. So I think it would kind of give them something something fresh and, and keep him involved. Especially because it doesn't look like they're moving towards him and Triple H. I think those yeah. uh, wheels would have been in motion by now.
0: Yeah, they've booked him yeah. sort of devoid of character. It's funny, I was watching the 24 special uh, of Kurt Angle. And it's amazing to look back at all the stuff he did and what a character he was. And now he's just this sort of affable, likeable guy.
1: Yeah. yeah I mean the stuff he's doing outside of this angle uh, the storyline it's it gets confusing using angle but uh um <laughs> it's it's stuff that McFoley could have said or anyone could say it, it's not you know it's not really something you need a Kurt angle for so I think uh I think you get him and Jason Jordan and getting them heelish and giving him all these opportunities uh, I think you could be onto something
2: yeah. I mean, we wanted an angle with American Alpha. We kind of got it in a weird, twisted sort of way. Yeah. So there you go.
1: And bring Chad Gable to Raw and have them feud if you do t- turn Jason <laughs> Jordan
2: heel. I mean, sure, but and with Jordan maybe turning heel on Angle, that match could be uh, that could
0: be fun.
1: Yeah, and at least you're giving the rub to somebody young and not Triple H. You know. Exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah uh, loved uh, Gable's response on Twitter. Now you think they told him <laughs> ahead of time that this was happening? Yes. Yes.
1: I don't know. They keep these things so secret. I mean, I'm sure they told Jordan, like, to come to TV. Yeah. Uh, Because you hear about, like, Seth Rollins didn't know he was winning the WWE Championship at WrestleMania 32 until the middle of the show. Huh. So, um, (laughs) So, you know, the fact that they wouldn't tell Rollins that, but... They, you know, tell American Alpha their big, intricate storyline. I don't know. I, my guess is that he might have not
0: known. Oh. We'll see what happens tomorrow night with uh, Chad Gable on SmackDown. Wednesday, we'll be back here. 12 noon Eastern to talk about all of it. And who's our guest this week, uh, Rush?
1: Uh, Joshua Barnett from USA Today. Awesome. So he'll be reviewing SmackDown with us and going over all the news. And, and we'll preview Battleground. We got a pay-per-view on Sunday. Totally forgot yeah. about that.
0: Mm-hmm. Another one. It's going to be uh, something. Yeah. Don't be so overjoyed, Glenn. My goodness. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's... Uh,
1: Man, we've gone way over tonight.
0: Yeah, it's, it's that kind of week.
1: <laughs> Chatty Cathy's. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, you know, hot night, hot night in wrestling. For all the latest news, still got almost 500 people watching this live. Thanks for hanging with us, everybody. This is great. Stay tuned to Wrestling Inc. For all the latest and greatest in wrestling news, uh, Matt Morgan should be back Sunday to talk about Battleground. We'll be here on Wednesday to give it a preview in addition to SmackDown. And uh, Raj, anything you want to plug?
1: Uh, got an interview with Sean Mooney coming up. Um, stuff with Buff Bagwell, just a bunch of stuff. So stay tuned. Cool. Another just another GFW press conference this Wednesday it shouldn't be as newsworthy. They've got JB and Abyss and and someone else, but yeah. So we'll have all of that.
0: Cool, man. Chris, where can people find you on the Twitters?
2: They can find me at knockdown underscore radio. And as always, hang out with me on the Wrestling Inc. Um, Twitter as well, on Raw, SmackDown, pay-per-views, and um, NXT Live View and Party 2.
0: Cool, guys. So until next time, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. On behalf of myself, Mr. Raj Gary, Mr. Chris Calicut, and what the heck, Mr. Matt Morgan as well, who couldn't be here this week. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, and we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.